while certainly thinking about ESPN's Dick Vitale, who will miss calling the rest of the college basketball season as he continues to deal with a throat issue. Vitale, who has battled a number of health-related issues recently, will likely need throat surgery soon. We are wishing Dickie V all the best. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Tuesday, January 25th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody is doing well. While negotiations between Major League Baseball and the Players Association will continue today after the two sides met for about two hours on Monday. So the fact that talks are continuing is certainly good news. Yesterday, multiple reports stated that the players made some changes to its request, one on earlier free agency, which is something ownership had really considered off-limits. That means the amount of service time it takes for a baseball player to reach free agency, which is now six years, is likely not going to change. The union also altered its proposal on another non-starter for owners, changing the revenue sharing. Owners have felt strongly for years that players shouldn't have any say in how they share its revenue. So yes, we saw some movement yesterday, but it should be noted that comes as the union also rejected what management proposed in its most recent offer last week. So the back and forth and the baby steps of negotiations continue today. You know, I know a lot of people question the value of naming rights and rightly so, but one should give credit to the executives at SoFi who landed naming rights to Stan Kroenke's brilliant new facility in Inglewood, California, because SoFi Stadium will get massive exposure over the next three weeks by hosting the NFC Championship game Sunday and then the Super Bowl two weeks later. Now remember, the naming rights deal with SoFi, announced in 2019, was for more than $30 million a year for 20 years. Documents show that SoFi will pay more than $620 million from 2020 through 2040. But they signed the deal for exactly these next three weeks because SoFi is going to be everywhere and SoFi Stadium will be the centerpiece of two of the NFL's most highly rated games of the year and most buzzed about games of the year. Like I said, the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl. SoFi, of course, is online finance. So former NFL executive Anthony Noto, who spearheaded this deal, and his other colleagues at SoFi, they must be very pleased about the outcome of this deal and the exposure that SoFi will receive over the next few weeks. Meanwhile, representatives from the four remaining teams in the conference championships are visiting Los Angeles to scout out what could be their Super Bowl practice facilities, check out potential team hotels, and really get all of their logistical questions answered. This is always a fast turnaround to get everything prepared in case they win on Sunday. But trust me, these teams are very happy to be doing this scouting mission in Los Angeles. Let's stay with the NFL because remember a few weeks ago when 49ers fans outnumbered Rams fans at SoFi Stadium in the regular season game? Well, now the Rams are making sure that doesn't happen again. Yes, the Rams are taking steps to keep Niners fans out of SoFi Stadium for the NFC Championship game. So how are they doing it? Well, they're restricting the public ticket sales for the game to only residents of Southern California. If you have or live in a zip code of Southern California, you're eligible to buy tickets. Sales to other zip codes will be canceled 
and that money will be refunded. So we know that the 49ers fans travel very well, but the Rams are doing all they can to maintain home field at SoFi Stadium by selling tickets only to residents of Southern California. So we'll have to see if that works come Sunday. And finally, if you're going to be on the ground for the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, please let me know. Love to say hi or try to meet up. So let's shift on to the Olympics. You know, I hate keep drumming up the challenging storylines around the Beijing games, but there are just so many of them right now because there are so many concerns. Claire Atkinson is a well-sourced media reporter, and she is reporting that NBC Universal is cutting its television ratings expectations for the Winter Olympics by as much as 50%. That's according to her sources. Now, remember, viewership in Tokyo for the Summer Games was down 40% this summer. So obviously, NBC isn't expecting robust TV numbers from China, and they have reforecasted those expectations for advertisers. They do not want to disappoint the ad community. So networks will often lower expectations because they don't want to offer make goods of advertising if the programming underperforms. So coming off a Tokyo Games, which was down 40%, NBC Universal now lowering its expectations around Beijing. You know, I've talked to a number of what I consider very smart executives in the sports business, and they are closely watching attendance trends across the U.S. and across U.S. sports. Many tell me they are concerned about declining trends in attendance. That's why a story in SBJ Global last night really caught my eye. A study by the agency Two Circles showed that attendance at EPL matches is trending higher than ever. Yes, Premier League matches are drawing more fans than ever. Average attendance at the first 204 EPL games for this 21-22 season is close to 40,000 fans a game, which exceeds the record average of more than 38,000 fans, which was set in 2017 and 18. So that's when a record 14.6 million people attended Premier League matches. So now they are outpacing that, and that is a great story. So the bottom line here is that the EPL is having an impressive show of strength at the turnstiles, and I think that bodes well for live attendance trends. But it's a major trend we're seeing in the UK around the EPL that we'll continue to watch because attendance trends are forefront on the minds of most sports executives that I speak with. And as we do so often around the Buzzcast, let's end around some interesting and important people. He may not be the most popular owner in sports, but he's not going anywhere. The Athletic is reporting that Knicks and Rangers owner Jim Dolan has signed a new contract to continue to lead Madison Square Garden. He'll remain chair of MSG Sports and chair and CEO of MSG Entertainment while being paid a minimum of $26.5 million a year for his roles with those two companies. Meanwhile, Fox Sports has promoted Mark Silverman to president and chief operating officer. Now he'll oversee live event and studio production, marketing, and digital across Fox, Fox Sports 1, Fox Deportes. Mark Silverman will continue to report to CEO Eric Shanks. And Mark Silverman has been president of Fox's national networks since 2018. He joined Fox after launching and running the Big Ten Network for 11 years, but now he takes on a larger role at Fox and has oversight of more areas. And finally, 
a leader at Electronic Arts, is leaving to start up his own shop. Yes, Paul Johnson, a sports business veteran and former 40 Under 40 honoree, is leaving his esports-focused position at EA's competitive gaming group to start his own company. His new venture will advise companies on sports, on esports, on media, betting, NFTs, and technology. So an exciting new venture for Paul Johnson, who before joining Electronic Arts in 2018, spent nearly 20 years at the PGA Tour. So that is your morning buzzcast. A lot going on on this Tuesday, January 25th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow.